Okay. Oh, part two back with Karen Belmont. Hey, so we're continuing the conversation. So you like to dig different cultures, different foods or whatever? So are you just digging them for the food or for the what? Um, I'd say there's a lot of things, like not just food, but uh, like oftentimes we, we find cultural similarities where there are differences. Like, any you know, any uh, particular cultures you like yourself? Like any like interest you or whatever? Um, no preference at such, but I, I learn, uh, I like learning about different cultures, like even with my co-workers. So uh, one of them is from Vietnam. The other one is from Guyana. Okay, and cool. There's one from the Caribbean, like other Caribbean places and all of that. So it's always good to like, you know, learn more about their culture. There's someone from Australia as well. So they tell us about like, you know, how they celebrate their uh, holidays and what they like to do in their free time and how they grew up, the shows they watched, the movies they saw and all of those things, how they spend time as a family. So it's always a learning experience. And sometimes when you find that like similarity in something or the other, then it's always a fun discovery. That's nice. That's cool. So I ask you, you said about your uh, first interview, you said about uh, you go on a little trips for soul searching, you say? Yeah, uh, it was more like a solo trip, but it ended up being soul searching. Okay. I, yeah, because uh, growing up, I used to have a lot of social anxiety. Like uh, when I moved to Pune for my master's, so I used to get these panic attacks, you know, that people are watching me, people are judging me and all of that and all that. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I really wanted to push myself to, you know, be more comfortable around strangers and all of that. So the first ever trip I was taking, uh, it happened by chance. Uh, one of my friends invited me that let's go to Goa. You have your birthday as well and we will celebrate it there. And then he bailed out on me at the last moment, like just one day before. And I thought to myself, okay, I I have the days to go uh, execute this trip. I don't have anybody to come with me, but I'll book it anyway. And as soon as I booked it being the geek or not I am, I started Googling, okay, how to go on a solo trip, how, what to do when people are looking at you, all of that. All <laughs> that. Are, wait, yeah. So what do you mean, people are looking at you? Like, uh, yeah, like you, you have that thing in your mind and you're like, Oh, I, I feel judged and everything, but it's kind of the opposite. It's it's like that uh, that sense of ego that how self important are you that everybody? Oh yeah, yeah. self uh, self image, right? Yeah. So when you uh, understand that, that nervousness kind of goes away. So I still remember, like, I I had taken a book with me, like How to Kill a Mockingbird. I bought it from the station. Okay. Like the bus. Did you read it? I read a few pages. It was just to avoid eye contact and gaze from other strangers. So and just at that point, I felt that I was being watched. But once I reached there, it was my birthday. So it's the greatest opener in the world, you know. Okay. So my birthday, it opens up conversation. I talked to the bartender while they were cleaning up the bed, uh, like the in the punk bed that I was supposed to sleep in. So I started with, you know, asking about as he had a huge tattoo on his arm. And what's the story behind it and everything. And then I realized that there were people sitting over there and I just thought how to initiate a conversation, whatever went on. So I just said, hey guys, as I was walking by, 
and then that opened up to a four hour long interaction and we became really good friends i still have a lot of people from my solo travels that i'm still in touch with they became really good friends but i really wanted to push myself to get out of that shell so i think after the solo travel i'd say public speaking and stand up comedy was the next step in that improv was there along the way as well so yeah oh wow wow so yeah self conscious about you know being perfect looking uh, kind of like you want know, to look less than some other person cuz maybe they may look at you know it, i guess it is it's just your it's in your mindset right you yeah. know so i was going to ask you um so you're after your first solo trip so i encourage you to go and do more trips after that yeah every year i used to go to the same hostel uh, the location was changed the graffiti the location was the same but the graffiti on the walls would change because people would come and they would paint their own art and everything oh, nice. and uh, the the audience would change as well like all the different people from different parts of the country and from other places across the world as well so it it was a really good experience like i got to learn about different cultures and different professions as well so let's say if somebody is like a korean language instructor in indian girl or somebody is in the merchant navy or uh, someone who's like a british lady who sells ethnic indian clothing as a side hustle and she had her own website and everything and she had learned all about the haggling and all of that in india like uh is like when when uh, auto drivers would like trick her that you know you have to pay 900 for this but she knew the correct prices <laughs> so she could navigate her way through that oh, and- that's like a little story itself you know every little story at all around do you keep it do you keep it care do you keep a journal for yourself like a diary or whatever yes i do oh, okay. so i've been uh, i started my writing journey in 2016 Mm-hmm. uh before that i used to write a diary when i was little but from 2017 onwards i've been journaling my life every week since okay. 20 so you do like every cuz i i do a journal too i got, i did start since uh i did it when i was a kid growing mm-hmm. up to like high school and then i got, i threw it all up cuz i went to the military so i just mm-hmm. i should have kept it i wish i did and then i came back and i started writing after after military i started writing again 20 years later right so mm-hmm. i yeah, yeah i always keep a I got a couple of books here also so now I'm pretty uh, since 2002 been added all the time so can I look back at stuff that you know you look back and you know like you read and you know, but people like that I do like when I do trips like bike trips or ever or short trips I'll each I'll do like a journal or I'll do a story people like all that stuff you know yeah. and like little things like that and I'll keep it like like I keep it like neutral so if I'm having a bad day I'm going to write that you know like mm-hmm. if I'm doing a bike trip I'm having I feel frustrated like reaching a certain hike or a trail or not and not having any luck with the wind or what I'll write down a frustration I don't want to do I want to quit this bike I want to take I'm make a training go <laughs> just take it all away so people like the honesty cuz you're not like you're like you said about image you're not trying to show like you're the perfect muscle guy biking there I'm about it all perfect I'm going to write oh yeah all perfect perfect song perfect people you know it's boring I'll say to my nephew's niece if you want to be perfect you're going to be boring to people <laughs> people don't want that they also just go on jeopardy you know Mhm. Yeah, so funny. So do you do uh do you do your own cooking in your place or what? Um I do a little bit of cooking but again it's the matter of time. So the other day I was actually calculating that um the amount of time I get to myself after like you know waking up early for the job, traveling eight eight and a half hours of work done and all of that traveling back. 
So I get a total of two hours after everything is done, said and done. So sometimes I cook, sometimes I just uh, get something packed from the food court itself. Um, but yeah, it's a mixed bag. That's over time, eh? Two and a half hours? That's every day? Yeah, on most days. Wow. Makes me kind of wonder, like, the amount of time you spend, well, like you just said, like, working-wise, and you're there eight hours. Do you get breaks? You get breaks at your work, right? Eight yeah, hours? We do get breaks, but it's just that the traveling time is quite a bit. It's about an hour each side. And then I have to be, I wake up, like, uh, three and a half hours early before I have to reach work. So... Uh, in two hours, I'll get ready. I'll just have my coffee, uh, catch up on the news or something. And then I try to, although the travel takes about 45 one hour, forty-five minutes for an hour, I try to leave one and a half hour before. So I have some time to grab some breakfast and I can just, you know, start my day without rushing into things, you know. You're a Domino uh, station? You said you're near your Domino station? Yeah. So... So that's on the, on the young one, right? So you're going out to the center? So first it's like the line four from uh, Don Mills to Shepherd Young, then from Shepherd oh, okay, so going, okay, so you're going, uh, you're going west, then you're going yeah. south. Oh, okay. Okay, that's cool. That's good. So uh, so you work six days a week at Rogers, right? Five. Five days? Okay. So on those two, when you, so you value those two days off for yourself, right? Like today's yeah. your off day? Yeah, but since it's like, you know, a retail job, so based on business requirements, so let's say uh, if I'm working like last week, I worked from Wednesday to Monday because uh, we had a lot of sick calls and obviously uh, someone has to volunteer to do it because we can't just close the business. Okay. And uh, then on Tuesday, I believe uh, we had another sick call and we did not have anyone to close. So I, st uh, I worked from 9.15 a.m. to 9.40 p.m. Oh, hours. to work wow. like from open to close because yeah. we didn't have any coverage so yeah you get time and a half for that for working that long period or what sorry you get time and a half for like working your extra hours um yes we do get overtime yeah and it was just that you know if if we don't have anyone to cover and so i volunteered and it was like okay no problem at all because uh, it also tells us like how capable we are like eventually things might get tough in the future. So these experiences tell us that we are stronger than we think. And so it gives us more confidence as well. They ask you, since I met you at the Rogers uh, uh, desk kiosk there. Have you met other people yourself besides me? Like through the last few years working there or what? Uh, I've been working there for the past uh, seven, eight months. I've met quite a number of people, made a few friends as well. I've also been invited to like interview for one of the business owners who was my customer. Okay. But, yeah, but that didn't go too well because again, like on my off day, I try to, I treat my time as luxury because um, like half the day is gone in laundry and cleaning yeah. and all of that. So I tried to manage it. Uh, the interview thing didn't go that well. Uh, made it was more of a personality mismatch, I would say. Oh, okay. uh, was it was it for a different job or in Rogers or what? Yeah, so he wanted someone to improve. Uh, the customer wanted someone to improve his business processes and all of that to digitize everything. Okay. But there was more of a personality mismatch. So I thought, like being in sales, you talk to so many people, 
so after like talking to them for 10 15 minutes you can kind of uh, not judge is a strong word but you can kind of uh, make out the person's you know uh, way of being or personality so then you can calibrate your uh, ongoing conversation accordingly and i realized that you know he's a very successful person he has a great idea for moving his business forward but working with him the kind of personality i am because self knowledge is important as well it's not just that if you're getting a better opportunity with more money you just take it you also have to think of the long term as well or how much uh, mental and emotional resilience it would take to work with that person so i gave it a pass oh, so you can tell like it would be a your your person would be a sync with this guy because of a mismatch all the way through yeah you know? so it wasn't worth it like that i i respect that that's really good that you you know sometimes people just pick they'll pick a job because they want to get out and then move move up and they'll take the sacrifices of putting up a lot like quite a few people have put up a lot of stuff and they don't want to be there but they want to improve on the position so they get up with this so you I'm glad you, you you put your foot down and just said I want that that's good there's always there's always there's always, there's always other options right You know? Yeah, I actually uh, took that misstep uh, early in my career in writing, that I I just uh, transitioned into a role where I was getting more money, but then working in that corporate environment and there were a lot of things that you know, um, like some people don't get it. Like some people are happy that they don't have to do a lot of work, but they are just getting paid and they are happy with that. Yeah. But with a more creative career, if like. i have that fear with me like one month on if i'm not being given enough responsibilities if somebody somebody just comes up and asks me that you know uh, what have you done in the past month then i should have something to show for it you know yeah, i true. i i'd be cheating with myself if i'm just sitting alone and uh, after i like i left that job after 3 months or so and eventually everybody in my team actually quit last one to quit was another close friend of mine she said that since our project got shut down we were just getting paid to just sit around and watch netflix so i got tired of watching netflix that's why i quit the job imagine that's cool it's cool wow well, yeah so you just got tired of it yeah well, some people like that they like the routine you know yeah. uh, somebody asked me the other day uh cuz i'm catholic they said uh how can we get all these challenges in life does god hate me or what i said no i said there's no saying there's no saying in heaven i said i said uh whatever you believe in god or whatever you i say i say god or whatever you i say i say god gives you what you can what you can handle the most life gives you what you can handle the most so you want like you said routine ordinary watching netflix ain't going to go anywhere and like i like i know guys to this day for the last 20 years i can tell you right now where they are at this time because they have the same routine and they're happy with that right yeah. and they're not challenged but if you want to challenge yourself you got to go out there like you said you do different things like you've done you get challenged very along the way and you'll be challenged to, People will say, "Well, when can I retire from all these challenges?" No, I think it'll happen. Experience is telling you right now. Six years old, still getting challenged in different parts of life, and just new challenges. I always say that. I tell Matthew and Lisa, "See, when you go each day, just say, 'How can I help somebody, and what can I make a difference to do something in somebody's life?'" And I'll always keep your, and also my other old senior friends, like you know, don't be boring. Don't do your routine. You want to be challenged. You want something different. Do something at least once a month, or at least once every three months. Something different. Something you never done in your life. Something you nothing like nothing like go rob a bank or nothing. You know, like <laughs> do any crime. Take my advice. Maybe call. Hey, yeah, I did. Your, I took your advice, man. I got the gun. I got the gun on the bank here. Now, what do I do? <laughs> I didn't give you that advice. 
<laughs> you know, let me say, challenge yourself. You get challenged. About, so I told my friend, you get challenged because you're, uh, you're you're that kind of personality. You can get challenged by a higher power because they know you can handle it. That's why. You may think you can't, but you can. And then you go into the next scenario, right? So I was find it interesting. Yeah. Well, like your solo trips, you know, like your first trips, all that, you know, you said that breaking point of being uh, people watching you. I was, I was like, I had a thing when I was a young kid. And uh, the, I don't know what the medical term is, but I couldn't stand people behind me anywhere I went in public with my parents. Well, I went to church as a kid with my parents and I'd be, because I was in the front, I'd be so nervous, like tense, like anybody behind me, like I could really shake, right? Even like when I was in high school, all the way into to the military, like I had to get change that whole uh, platform where I was responding to people. Just my whole paranoia, people around you, like, even to this day, like, like when I go to restaurants, I also went back to the wall because I'm used to looking at people coming in, you know, just uh, but it's a case of ego, not ego, but a case of uh, uh, just self-preservation, I guess, you know, but then you realize it's no big deal. Nobody's, nobody cares, <laughs> you know, like who's going to care how you look and all that stuff, right? Like you said about yeah. the self-image and all, you know, but I know people like, uh, like, you know, I watch, you know, you go on um, these uh, channels here, uh, uh, threads and uh, Instagram, you know, mm. you sign up and you, get, you see a lot of these uh, people doing all the exercise and they're working out. And like, okay, I got a question for you. Maybe you can put a comedy thing in this. I don't want, I don't understand why these muscle guys keep pounding this bloody tire all the time with like, with a hammer. Like they're always pounding this tire. They're all big and muscular. I saw, I got, I remember Paul is one guy. He's a nice guy. I talked to him. He's always pounding. Mm. He, he sees quite a few videos like okay i work out all my life what's i don't i've been to the military i've done all kinds of stuff. what's with the tire and the hammer i don't understand that what is it proven i always say if you're doing exercise what's the result what's it proven what's it showing people <laughs> yeah i've seen some pretty funny exercises you know yeah i saw one the other day this guy was on he had his feet up on a on a bench he was doing like a one-arm uh curl with a bite mm -hmm. like a bicep curl he's going like this and he has arm on the on his other hand on the floor, like he's doing like like a push up. He was going like a curl. I was like, "What does that accomplish?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, what is, I guess what yeah, I guess what my I guess my mentality is: the more weird it looks, but the better result. You know, <laughs> you can make a book on that, eh? The weird, the weird, the weird way of working out that look good in front of people. You know? There are actually compilations on YouTube. Like, uh, if you search for you know gym idiots compilation or something. So people who have never been to the gym, they don't know how to use the machines and they just try to do it in their own way. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Like you know, uh, when when I want to cheer myself up, I just Google this <laughs> or either, you know, something like news bloopers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's this, yeah, I like the uh, the bloopers. I like I watch the uh, news ones and I watch the uh, the ones with the comedy ones, like uh, the old Carol Burnett, some of the old, like, uh, uh, um, Carol um, Burnett's the uh, Tim Conway. He's another one. Does a lot of bloopers. He's hilarious. He keeps a straight face of the whole thing. Well, other people are acting right. I did. I, I don't. Have you ever been in any scenarios of life where you actually can't keep a straight face and you just? I went to a funeral once. I should be saying this. I went to a funeral once, and the uh, and the priest had a list, right? And I just come back from a posting from overseas. I was uh, had to go to a funeral. I was one. You know, you're one of those comedy modes the whole time because it was just. Having a lot of laughs, and I couldn't keep a straight face. And I was sitting in the back of the church, and there, the priest was at a like a heavy list, right? And the guy's name was, and the guy had three S's in his name. So can you imagine how he's saying his name, right? <laughs> Just trying to keep a straight face, you know? That's the funny thing. So, mm -hmm. anyways, so uh, you, so obviously you, you work out a little bit, yeah. You work out at the apartment there, or what? 
yeah at home so i have a couple of dumbbells i used to go to the gym like on and off but it would always be the same pattern so if i joined the gym for a year i paid for the year membership so i'd end up going 3 months if i paid the membership fee for 3 months i'll just go for a month and then i realized i just got a couple of dumbbells and a yoga mat i realized the amount of time it takes me to get ready and go to the gym and come back i can get my workout done right here so yes if you if you pay membership just for a day you just go for an hour yeah <laughs> so like even even back in mumbai so uh, i i still had those dumbbells in mumbai as well so uh, i'd be like sitting around with my housemates we were having drinks and everything music was playing they were having snacks and all of that so i'd used to just pick up the dumbbells and i'm like it is sitting here right why not do some workout you know it's it's just like you're you're having some leisurely time and you get some muscles as well so that's, it's like that's i just i just i picture myself having a party say i'm not by that guy but it's like don't get the care guy he's bringing bring his weights with him all so he's all working out trying to have a conversation yeah so this was usually when we invited people over to our place so we'd sit down and everybody's chilling and i was like okay i'm free why not do this <laughs> that'd be a good comedy skit actually <laughs> just seeing that you know yeah especially with the unique doing the unique accent with the accident doing the uh, the weights mm-hmm. and all that stuff you know that's funny oh my gosh so uh, uh, do you, you like reading in the class you said you really you read a bit of killing to kill a mockingbird as a writer as i'm saying as a writer do you feel you should read more uh, classics like more classic literature um so for to kill a mockingbird i just read a few pages because i was too into my head about the yeah, yeah. i was going you know i was going to ask you you know like you they become routine that people buy this book because they feel kind of a uh, the paranoid so the bartender sees you say are you reading kill a mockingbird you feel insecure come over here mm-hmm. <laughs> so what what, uh, what other books do you like would, would interest you i'm so growing up i like when we had the library class in school all of the people all of my fellow students they'd just be like okay we got 30 minutes to cause chaos and you know have fun and talk and all of that i'd be the one who'd run up to the bookshelves and i'd like you know pick up books so i read all the classics like moby dick frankenstein and um, robin hood tom sawyer all of those okay and i i fell out of the habit of reading quite a, from quite some time now because life is busy but it like a couple of months ago i restarted uh, reading harry potter so okay cool my subway commute i'd just start from the first book right now i finished the sixth one uh, i finished the fifth one i started the sixth so it's really good to you know it takes you out of your current reality yeah i love that yeah that's exactly that, I love, that's yeah i love reading exactly what you said takes you out of put you in there and Like a really good writer will put you in a good environment. Like my my favorite author is Leo Tolstoy. I like the way he writes. He's a lot of European writers like they're scripted writers. They'll take you like you said out of your reality in their scenarios so they can they can the way they write you're just in that even if you know nothing about agriculture or some subject whatever to talk about they they the way they write you actually feel like you're part of that. I love that. Yeah, I like a lot of European writers. War War and Peace I uh, I always recommend it to all my friends cuz they do. <laughs> it's a big book. <laughs> You know, you know, I had a joke all the time. I said with Rogers services, you know, when you're waiting for Rogers, you can read War and Peace by the time you get service. <laughs> That's online, not on, not in person. You know? So, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, I read a quite a few classes. I went through, I'll go through a binge reading for like for months, and and then I'll stop for about two years, and I'll go back on again. Like now, I'm starting up again. 
So I will like a, like like I read regularly. Like I don't I'm not a fast reader, just random. So I'll go mm -hmm. like every year I go through about uh maybe fifty or sixty books, different subjects, you know, uh the westerns and uh, even romance. I like romance, I like the uh European romance stuff as well. Uh, no. Yeah. I was gonna, have you seen all the Harry Potter movies? Well, all the books you read? As you read each book, have you seen the movie? Yeah, I've seen all the movies. I actually uh, read the books when they first came out. I was about eight, ten years old. Mm -hmm. And uh, originally, I used to think like there was the second part was playing on the TV, and I was just passing by, and I was like, "Who's this uh, guy with glasses? He makes really annoying, weird faces like this." Like you know, so I didn't like it at first, but then it was mandatory in our school that we would have six books a year and every uh, like after reading each book for a month you had to give a test oh okay. so i i was kind of uh, forced to read it i read the first part i fell in love i read all the parts and i still remember i used to reread it on my like nokia phone with the tiny screen mm -hmm. so you could have like less than a paragraph on one <laughs> slide and then you would <laughs> press the button to scroll it down yeah. So I used to reread it. So uh, now I'm back again in that. And one of my favorite books is actually The Alchemist by Paolo Colo. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I read it uh, like after every few years because it reminds me that, you know, it's it's that journey that matters. And at the end of it, there's a treasure that you're pursuing. And life kind of, uh, the universe transpires in your favor to help you achieve that dream. But you got to hear the omens. Yeah, because the the writer took he took a sort of the Bible story. He took it from a perspective from the uh, another like another angle the way he did it. Because when it comes from when it comes from a circle, and you, I, I read it myself. I go like, oh, okay, it's from a different perspective rather than uh, rather than reading it as, uh, like from the Bible, reading it standard the alchemist with the uh, you know after the old sayings. Some of the Bible sayings came from that from that book. Well, not from the book from the uh, yeah. So yeah, they actually did a. Uh, they have to have, I mean, also like graphic novels too. They did graphic novel from his book, The, Al the Alchemist. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's also a good writer. Yeah, I like, uh, there's, I like, there's one book called the, uh, it's not a romance, it's called The River Midnight. And each chapter is done this by the, by the, uh, the citizen of that, of that town, of a, of a situation happening that, like, a, I don't know, it was a crime or whatever, I can't remember. But each chapter was done by his perspective. So meaning like, her house is down the road, but she saw this happen at this angle. So it's kind of neat the way they did it. It's called The River Midnight. I recommend it if you're interested. And he, uh, the author himself, Paulo Colo, he he told his parents at a young age he wanted to be a writer. Oh, okay. And his parents actually like put him into a mental asylum <laughs> because they thought he was crazy and all of that. Then finally, like his his own origin story is quite interesting as well. That even after that, he was able to do it. And then when like the uh, internet blew up and a lot of people were pirating his books, he actually put almost all his books online for free for everyone okay. to read. Okay. Like, you never hear somebody do that. But after like reaching a point in his life, after getting some success, he actually put it like, even if you go to his site right now, there are some of his most like treasured books. They are available to read for free. Oh, nice. It's amazing, I think like, doing that i was asking of writings has your you ever thought of uh, writing a book yourself about a personal story or whatever um so i think uh there are uh, like a couple of angles to this so first of all i think that the journals that i write i, I, might... I can't, can't sorry i got a title for you 
I got a title for it. The application of dating. Good title. Yeah. <laughs> a whole book on that, you know? And kill the fungus, beat the fungus, but they were very close. So uh, I, I think that the journals that I write, some somewhere down the line, it might turn into an autobiography. Okay. At the same time, I started writing a book about, like, again, a love story and all of that. I wrote about 40, 45 pages, but then it was too painful to relive. So I put it on, like, on hold for a while. And then there's another one, which I am working on right now. So it's similar to the concept of Chicken Soup for the Soul. So it's like 101 stories uh, from my solo travels, experiences and all of oh, that's that. That's nice. That's, I like that. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I've written about six, seven so far. Yeah. But I'll just have to pull things from my memory and set aside some time to finish it because, like, you know, it, it requires a lot of delayed gratification yeah. and, uh, yeah, so, and, and discipline. So Karen's soul, Karen's soul traps, solo travels from the soul, you know? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay, okay. Just pay me the dividends and I'll take it out of it. No, it's a good. I like that idea. Yeah, get chicken soup. I've read all the chicken soup books, most of them, and then uh, like you said, so there's uh there's there's a lot of travel books written by authors. They're the rough guys. Is another one. Uh, I forget the name of the title, but I've read quite a few. Just like uh, people love travel books, especially uh personal stories. You know, you ever thought of uh doing your own like uh like a website like solo traveling like from your journal putting on it? With do you have a lot of pictures or whatever? I do click a lot of pictures. Like I'm also interested in photography as well. Like okay. my Instagram page is filled with, you know, street photography. There are hardly any of my like selfies and stuff. Because even after so many years, I still don't know how to take a good selfie. And it just feels <laughs> weird looking at your face. You better get that Kill Mocking book book out again. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, since, since we're talking about books, I actually... Uh, there was a time few years ago, I accumulated a lot of books. So most of them were like famous books that people told me to read or I read about them somewhere. But I knew that I wasn't going to read them again or something. So I, when I started going to therapy, so this was my friend who had turned into a therapist. And I saw her bookshelf in her new office. So there were like three, four books that I already had in my collection, including The Alchemist. So on my second visit, I actually gave her like half my book collection, books that maybe I've already read or I knew that I wasn't going to read. So I gave it to her. There were even books on like how to learn Arabic, you know, and I used to love learning about psychology and all of those things. So I gave like half my collection to her that I might not be reading it. They might come in handy for somebody else. Okay. Let's say somebody struggling with, you know, their love life or something. So there's a love story. Somebody's looking to, you know, build a career in Dubai or something. So it's a book on how to read Arabic and all of that. So that that kind of taught me, you know, the more you try to hold on to things, uh, instead you give it with an open heart and more comebacks to comes back to you. Oh, nice. Yeah, just not hang on to things. You were seeing a therapist or dating a therapist? I was uh, like, I, I was like the right way to say is like I, I was seeing a therapist for my mental health, not dating a therapist. Yeah. Okay. Would that help you? It did actually. Did you like, date after? 
ஒப்பன் <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Yeah, well, I believe it. I believe 100%, you know. Like you're telling us your story right now. So people are going to watch this interview and say, "You know what? He's talking about it." So, it's not is I'm not alone in this whole scenario. There's other people out there that, you know, have their own different ways of, you know, dealing with stress or mental uh, fatigue or whatever, you know, but it's good. And then you come on top of that, my mom and sister are uh, counseling psychologists as well. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. but i can't go to them for treatment because they're too close to the puzzle yeah yeah so, yeah it's a so conflict some... of interest yeah that's yeah. so cool how long are you seeing a the therapist for um so this was around uh, around the 2020s during lockdown and all of that mm-hmm. and i had like three sessions and every time i'd finish finish a session and get on my bike to go back home mm-hmm. i felt so relieved and so empowered that i felt that if i if i pull the throttle all the way my bike is going to fo- uh, fly in the air oh, cool. that's nice so that's how relaxed and happy i felt because you know people people should understand that when you're talking to a friend and you're seeking advice they can only tell you what they understand from your perspective and their own yeah. personal experience therapists they are taught to uh, listen patiently and help you find insights sometimes yeah. friends when you are seeking advice let's say if somebody says that i want to quit drinking so some people would be biased that if he quits drinking then who will i drink with so they will try to move it's you to yeah, good, good like line yeah drinking that much you know yeah yeah so that way therapist a therapist will give you like objective insights into your thought patterns and help you think in a different way that you keep thinking about this all the time why is that that's like so a small question why is that that invokes different questions that helps you look at those things differently it's like a, like when I, was, when i was studying when i studied me a priest I was to, we were reading philosophy they give us a whole range of books so yeah. we picked one we picked once there's a volumes that is done in uh is done in a no personal ideology because a lot of these western like books you see in stores from study philosophy or art or whatever it's done with perspective it's kind of one sided in a way unless you find a good book where i wish you found i forgot the name of the title i'll put it on the air but it's all it's done in a neutral way like a like therapists right they've done a, they get they present the facts about philosophy the history of it and it's you to ascertain what you take what you get just like you're a therapist like if you tell me advice or talk and i only give you advice is my experiences but kind of one sided right you know so like like in the book perspective so when you go to get therapist it's neutral just read a new book it's neutral mm-hmm. and even like whatever you read bible midrash anything that's religious or ancient or script it's all a perspective right they say it's a matter of choice in which you what you read you can read one line i can read the same line and get a different view of it right it sounds it sounds different in my head than yours right so it's me that's good 
Well, it has simple as you know uh, when somebody says okay my life is horrible and x y z i'm facing this i'm feeling this way if you just ask them why do you think is it that way yeah why do you think that is you know that question itself if the person goes into self inquiry they can actually realize why they're feeling that way or something that is repressed or they've pushed the memory or feeling down that can come out and they can find some way of healing so it's better to tell them that that coming out to a stranger a therapist mm-hmm. than a friend right because when you like i said back to the uh about, about the ego and van- vanity when you tell a friend you get this fear that they will judge you for who you are maybe think you're less that mm-hmm. way when you're telling a stranger no qualms you got nothing to worry about i mean rather than just letting your heart out you know? yeah. sometimes it's hard even like even like spouses or loved ones or girlfriends or boyfriends it's somebody's heart opening up to them because you don't want to look less like you said back in the beginning less perfect in the view where it's all come just basically inside ourselves right you know like yeah. how we feel and just work you know, like you're working out you know we're going to i can tell you funny stories like you know watch those gym videos the bloopers the people working out the first time you kind of laugh at them but you know i mean you kind of in a way but you kind of like i was i used to be like that too doing the wrong mm-hmm. thing and all you gotta like look at yourself you look back if you see when you see people's mistakes and you can when you laugh about yourself and then you just go like, oh, yeah, I remember within how I started out. So if you can laugh about yourself by seeing other people's like, they can also go over and uh, talk to them and just say, hey, I should do this. I do the stupid thing. Also, not stupid, silly thing as well. I do that thing. So don't feel bad. <laughs> so it happens to everybody, not just you alone. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's great. So we got uh, two minutes left. So anything you want to add there, Karen, for yourself? Uh... Um. So I. I'd close by uh, something that I've realized working at my sales shop that, uh, you know, a lot of times people say that, you know, they see sales as something being that you have to manipulate people or you have to, you know, force them into making a decision just to make a buck or something like that. But ever since I joined, I've been growing up on the amount of sales that I make or the commissions. Like I started from the sixth place out of six people. And every month it's fifth, fourth, second, uh, third, uh, third, second. So last month I was on the second position in amount of sales. I never like tricked my customers, always gave them the best advice. And I knew that they should never come back to me saying that I wasn't given the right information. And I, I kind of proved it to myself that you can be a good salesman while being ethical, while yes, being honest. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say that's the biggest achievement for me in my current career as a sales rep. That's nice. Hope, so, hope that inspires others. Really, the attitude you have is great. So, I got one minute left. So, I'll just say thank you for coming on the show. Uh, we'll you. do it again. We'll go for coffee when it gets warmer. I hate the winter. <laughs> yeah, know? for sure. Yeah, yeah. Go for yeah. India, India blood, eh? Warm weather. <laughs> this was so much fun, Philip. Yeah, I love talking to you. I love hearing your story. I love people sharing stories and it inspires other people. Got one minute left. I'll send you copies of the videos, the two copies. You can, you know, for yourself, and I'll put it on the air. You'll see it on the channel there, and uh, and put more and put more channels, and I'll do the link to your uh, web, your uh, your YouTube as well. People can see your comedy there. So thank you, Mr. Karen, for coming on the show, my fellow Indian friend. Nice, right. good, good looking guy. He's finding a nice woman. You know, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so have a good week. So I'll talk to you after. Okay. Okay, sure. Thanks a lot. I'll say bye for now.